worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we continue our Parks 201 series with the Animal Kingdom, which of course includes a ton of discussion about how to minimize your wait times on Flight of Passage. Final episodes of the podcast at DisneyDecipher.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you leave us a positive review. Also, if you'd like to submit a question for our upcoming Listener Questions episode, feel free to email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Connect with us on Twitter at WDWDeciphered or like our Facebook page and comment, Disney Deciphered. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from Ads of Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So today we're going to do our Animal Kingdom 201 episode. Normally when we do these, we say, Oh, you can go back and listen to our 101 episode, yada, yada, yada. Let me tell you, I went back and listened to that 101 episode, Leslie, and that was like episode six or something like that. And I hate to say this, but it was not very good. We were just finding our wings then at that point, Joe. You know, we're we're many more episodes in. Give us a break. Yes, like uh, Russell's Bird Adventure or whatever it's called now, the f- former Flights of Wonder. <laughs> we, we were finding our wings. <laughs> something like that right <laughs> little animal kingdom reference there for you to start off the show uh but yeah so yeah it was pretty bad you know i called it a zoo that was embarrassing i had to record a mia culpa the next episode and it, it wasn't amazing oh and i'll talk about this later when we get to dining but you know i feel like i had a notable omission that uh, i regret so let's get into the animal kingdom 201 episode although you know leslie Although in episode 26, Leslie finally admitted that Pandora has made Animal Kingdom a park that you know, she really finally enjoys visiting. The fact of the matter is, I still spend a lot more time in Animal Kingdom than Leslie has. So you know, I'll be doing a lot of the talking here, though. Leslie, I expect you to chime in with your hilarious quips in the meantime. I always have something to say, Joe. The interesting thing about Animal Kingdom 201 episode is that I would say... A lot of this episode is going to be dedicated to how to get flight of fast pass, flight of passage fast passes, um, or to get yourself on that ride without having to wait for two hours. So the first thing that I'll say is I was actually uh, talking to a friend of mine on Twitter, Ben at B Hanau, H-A-N-A-U, and he was visiting. And so he showed up at Animal Kingdom for what he thought was rope drop. So he showed up at around 8.45 a.m. for a 9 a.m. rope drop, which is already late. Um, but he found out that people had been let in at like 8 a.m. that day. And so he spoke to a cast member. And so the cast member said that people get let in early to Animal Kingdom every day, especially Flight of Passage. So the way it works at Animal Kingdom is that you can start going through the turnstiles around 8.15, 8.30, whenever they open them. And then depending on where you're going in the park, they lead you to different areas. So either you get kind of held up at the Tree of Life, but for Pandora, people who are trying to go to Pandora, they get all the way to like the entrance right outside 
Pandora. If you're going to anywhere else in the park besides Pandora, you are not allowed in until around like 8.50, 8.55. And if you're in front of the Tree of Life, they have this show where like these birds fly over you and it's pretty cool. Um, and that's when they let you all in. However, if you are going into Pandora, they actually open the um, rope. They drop the rope, duh, at around 8.30 or you know earlier. So Flight of Passage and Navi River Journey – they start running before the rest of the park starts running. So most of the park, the rides actually started like 8.55.9, but Flight of Passage and Navi River, Navi River Journey will start earlier. So the general recommendation is to get there about an hour and a half before what the opening time is. And if you do that, you know, you line up, you should be able to get right on Flight of Passage. Personally, I'm not trying to wait an hour and a half. Um, so, you know, if Animal Kingdom was opening at nine, I'd probably show up at eight and I get in at 8.30, I wait half an hour on the Flight of Passage line. It's the same as if I waited from 7.30 to 8.30 and I can sleep for an extra half an hour. So the first thing you can do to try to get on Flight of Passage quickly is to rope drop strategy like that. Does that make sense? I know that was a bit of a monologue. Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. I mean, I don't understand why Disney doesn't just open the park earlier. This is all sort of inside baseball for you know the, the Disney people who know to get there an hour and a half earlier or – are awarded rewarded the super fans are but yeah you know if you're not if you're not in the know i think a lot of people would make the mistake of of arriving you know 15 20 30 minutes in advance and that's not good enough right and of course the better option uh to rope dropping is to make sure you secure a flight of passage fast pass in the first place like we said in the fast pass plus advanced episode you know it's pretty hard to get that fast pass unless you're booking at least 60 days out but really ideally you know 63 65 definitely 67 days out um, that's how you're going to get that flight of passage fast pass how do you do that if you have a disney hotel reservation you can book fast pass reservations 60 days out but you can book it for the length of your trip so if you know and i said this also in the fast pass plus episode but if i have a hotel reservation that starts exactly 60 days from today but that hotel reservation is seven days long, then I can book a fast pass reservation for flight of passage for 67 days from now. And that shouldn't be a problem. Like you, like you should be able to find it at 67 days uh, easy. And we should also say in our ticket changes episode, we talked about how now when you buy a ticket, you have to kind of link it to a certain date and that determines the price, but they have not linked that to the fast pass plus reservation system. So it doesn't matter what date your ticket starts for and whether 67 days from now that's in your ticket window as long as you have the hotel reservation you're good yeah important to note and and just for planning purposes for folks who having who do have longer vacations you should absolutely plan for animal kingdom to be the park that you visit later in your trip so think about about this i mean i'm always looking when i'm making my own plans uh, looking at park hours, trying to maximize that when I'm figuring out which park to go to on which day and whether to hop and things like that. But um, you know, if you want that flight of passage fast pass, then you're not going to be going to Animal Kingdom on day one of your vacation. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened to my friends um, back in August. You know, they had a four day vacation and they originally wanted to go to Animal Kingdom on the first day, um, and they couldn't find flight of passage fast passes at all. They moved it to their third day, and even just the extra being the third day, they were able to get a flight of passage fast pass for like four or 5 PM, which is not great because it limits your fast passes for the entire day. Like again, again, refer to that fast pass plus advanced episode where we talk about, you know, why you want to get rid of your first three fast passes as fast as possible. However, they still got the fast pass plus reservation. And so, you know, that is, that's all that really matters. 
Right. And of course, if you have longer vacations and you're going for seven days, then maybe not as crucial to be squeezing in extra fast passes every day of your vacation. If you get flight of passage, consider yourself lucky and and move on. (laughs) Yep. Hashtag blessed. So (laughs) the real question is how to handle Navi River journey, because if you get a fast pass for a flight of passage, then you can't get a fast pass for Navi River journey. And uh, that that it's always still such a mouthful. So I'm on record saying I really enjoy Navi River Journey, and I think my kids would enjoy it, but it's not worth waiting in line for. So my general strategy would be if I have a flight of passage fast pass, then I don't even need to rope drop. I just need to show up like at 845 or 9, just like around regular park opening, and there's not going to be a line at Navi, Navi River Journey. Everyone's going to be lining up for flight of passage. So you're going to be fine. I don't think... You know, the lines at Navi River Journey aren't going to get bad until like 930, until everyone, basically everyone's going to be done with Flight of Passage first. But some of those people who went really early, they're probably going to try to ride twice anyway. So, you know, that's what I do. If I don't want a rope drop, then I'd probably just skip Navi River Journey. What about you? Yeah, that's fair. My kids liked Navi River Journey too. I think it's worth doing. You know, it certainly pales in comparison to the thrills of Flight of Passage, but don't write it off. I mean, it's definitely worth worth fitting into your day, and it's not too hard to do it as long as you can just get there, like you said, 15, 20, minute, 20 minutes before park opening. The thing is, Animal Kingdom is like such an important fast pass park. Probably after the Magic Kingdom, it's like the second most important thing to know your fast pass strategies. But if you use the refresh fast pass technique, that uh, the refresh my Disney experience fast pass plus technique that I talked about in that episode. I am consistently able able to find Navi River Journey fast passes um, during the day. So, you know, just again, really quickly, go into your My Disney Experience. Say you're looking for a new fast pass. Search in the afternoon, uh, any time slot. If you don't see it, switch time slots, refresh. If you don't see it, switch time slots, refresh. Keep doing that. Navi River Journey should come up in like five or six refreshes. Um, you know, I just did it just now as I was talking and I found it for today. So it's no problem. That's good to know. People, I guess, give up on that one as not being as vital. And it goes back in the in the pot for other people to grab. For sure. So a couple of other ride tips uh, to talk about. Um, we touched on it, but since we do not want you to go back to that episode, um, do utilize the single rider line at Expedition Everest. The single rider line is what it sounds like. You can line up. It doesn't matter if you're with a party. The only thing that happens is you won't get to ride together, but the single rider line moves pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, already Expedition Everest lines are down because of Flight of Passage. Um, but, you know, going through the single rider, you get on there even quicker. And like we said in that episode, that is Leslie's former preferred touring plan. Just line up in the single rider line, abandon her kids, and just go through that as many times as possible until park closing. That's right. In all fairness, I have sometimes gone solo, so I'm not always abandoning my children when I go ride Expedition Everest five times in a row. You abandoned them somewhere, (laughs) Leslie. You abandoned them somewhere. (laughs) Maybe not in Orlando. Maybe in the Bay Area. Back home in California. They're abandoned somewhere. (laughs) Mom guilt. Seriously here on Disney Decipher today. Thanks a lot. I apologize. I apologize. That's not fair of me. (laughs) You're right. Uh, Another thing that I would note that we did not talk about is or I think we only touched upon, I really think Festival of the Lion King is well worth your time. I just, you know, it's just like a lot of fun. Um, It's songs that 
you know and love and your kids may know and love if you've shown them or had them listen to the soundtrack of the movie. Um, and so, you know, it's such a great time. It's cool in there, air conditioning. You're almost like you're pretty much guaranteed to get in. Like it fits so many people. Um, it's one of my favorite things at Animal Kingdom. What about you? You know, I don't know if I've seen it at Animal Kingdom. I know I've seen it in Hong Kong Disneyland, but I'm trying to remember the last time I've seen it. In, but it, yeah, it's a great show. It's beautiful. Uh, young kids especially will enjoy it. Um, definitely on hot days. That's that's a smart strategy. But yeah, I, I tend to be a, somebody who skips the shows. I don't, I'm not really a show person. I'm definitely a ride person. And I was glad that I finally saw it when I did see it at Hong Kong Disneyland. All right. Any other attractions that you think we should highlight or are worth mentioning? Maybe just uh, Primeval World. Don't do it. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Save that kind of quality content for Disney do's and don'ts. <laughs> No, that's right. That's the probably most vertigo-inducing attraction, maybe behind Mission Space. I mean, it's basically like a carnival ride that they made like a little bit nicer. Um, That's true. Yeah, I want. We should touch on characters really quickly. So there are Mickey and Minnie in their Explorer outfits, which are really cute. And there's Russell from Up, who you can meet, and those lines can get pretty big. I will say that. They've also started this new thing called Donald's Dino Bash, which is sort of like the Move It, Shake It, Dance It, which they, I think they've changed that to Mouska Dance It in Magic Kingdom. Like, come on, Disney. Anyway, but Donald's Dino Bash is like this dance party that happens uh, near Primeval World, which again, do not ride, um, but in that dinosaur land area. And a lot of characters come out and, you know, actually, didn't you do that? Didn't you see a lot of characters at Animal Kingdom? Or your kids did. You said you saw a lot of pictures, right? Yes. So when when I was at Animal Kingdom over the summer, my kids were determined to meet every character at Donald's Dino Bash. And we stood in line for, you know, the usual Chip and Dale and and Donald and Daisy. And there's some more obscure ones. DuckTales is making a big making a big appearance. There's uh, Launchpad McQuack and Scrooge McDuck. So you can get some obscure um, photos and some obscure autographs while you're there. Yeah, and that's a lot of fun for those autograph junkies out there uh, like my daughter. And so to kind of close things out, and this was the, I feel like, critical omission that I made. There are two restaurants that we did not recommend that I feel like we should have. Tusker House, which we talked about on the character dining episode. It's just really one of the best character dining experiences that you could have on uh, Walt Disney World property. And the other thing is we should have mentioned it's not for everybody, but especially if you're just traveling as adults, it's pretty great. Uh, Satuli Canteen, which is kind of like it's the Pandoran Chipotle, for lack of a better term. Um, and that's quick service. But it's basically like you're making bowls. Um, you know, you can choose a starch, a meat um, and a sauce. And, you know, I love it and my kids tolerate it. Um, and, you know, there are kids options if you want to go there as well. Yeah, those were the two restaurants we ate at at our day over the summer in Animal Kingdom, and both were great, great hits. Satuli Canteen, you can mobile order to skip the line, and uh, Tusker House, we actually got reservations same day for that for that character meal, for the dinner there, which surprised me. I was kind of doing my own version of the ref- Refresh My Disney Experience and a reservation popped up at a fairly reasonable hour for dinner, and we hopped right in there, and and uh, it, my kids loved it. The one thing that you do have to know about Tusker House is that they don't have a 
PhotoPass photographer to take your photo as you enter the character meals. That's something that you sometimes will see at some character meals. So you need your own camera and it can be dark in there for those dinner reservations. So bring your good camera if you want to get good shots at Tusker House. That's right. Um, and final thing of note, Rafiki's Planet Watch is closed for a little while, but it'll open up again. You know, that is, I mean, honestly, it's an area that Disney created to kind of siphon off crowds a little bit. But if your kids are into animals, they have these kind of, like, basically you can see vets working on the animals or working with the animals, depending on the situation. And so some people like to kind of check that out. Um, obviously, it's nothing like too major, but you, know, you can see vets kind of working with the animals behind glass um, and people like that. It's not personally worth the train trip for me because you got to take a train out there, but some people like it. However, it's uh, closed for the next year or so. So bear that in mind. That's right. Okay, so we should uh, end with Disney do's and don'ts. So I think it's like totally fair to have you do it since this is your park you have least experience with. What do you think, Leslie? Thanks a lot. (laughs) Sure, I'll take on the burden. So for my Disney do, I would recommend that you take a break, grab a Dole Whip at Tamu Tamu. That's a place where you can listen to some nice music while you eat. And that's also a location where they sell alcoholic Dole Whips. Yep. And you can either get coconut rum or dark rum, depending on what your preference is. What would you have, Leslie? Oh, I'm not a fan of coconut. So the dark rum would have to be what I, what I have. But, you know, you, you can tell what our priorities here are between Joe and me. We're just looking for the alcohol. I actually prefer it without the alcohol for some reason. But uh, if I do get it with alcohol, I do generally go for the coconut. So my yin to your yang or vice versa. Okay. I don't know which one's which. Which one's the good one? Okay. You're the good one. <laughs> Okay, of course. All right, so that about wraps it up for our Animal Kingdom 201. If you have any suggestions or tips for Animal Kingdom that you'd like to share with us, connect with us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com or tweet at us at WDWDeciphered. You can find old episodes of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find podcasts, and we would really appreciate it if you left us a positive review. Anything else, Leslie, on Animal Kingdom? That's all I got today, Joe. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. We will talk to you later, and, Leslie, I will see you not on Cali River Rapids. Thanks, Joe. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.